0: Welcome back, everybody, to another amazing episode of the...
1: your Podcast.
0: You know how we do it over here. And to kick off... Yeah, little homie, let them know. XSF Podcast. We got a very special guest coming your way to kick off 2022. This man is a doctor in chiropractic, a performance coach. He is the founder of Prescript, the place where me and Coach Lou got our most recent certification from. Also is an elite FTS coach and the, one of the hosts of the RX Radio yeah. podcast. Let's get a little drum roll going real quick. Hold on, hold on. We got the one and only Dr. Jordan Shallow coming at y'all today. The muscle doc, as Instagram would like to call him. This man is a wealth of knowledge when it comes to everything training and biomechanics, but we didn't really even go into that today we dove more into how he operates on a day-to-day basis, and also went back you know, to little shallow days, to, to hockey shallow, to skateboarding shallow. That's right, I said skateboarding. So if you want to know more about all of that, make sure you tune in, because he's definitely gave me and Lou some insight on how to be more tactical with the podcast, with the business, with just the way we operate throughout life. So if you want to learn how he does things, definitely stay tuned and listen to the entire episode. Before we hop into it, you know we got to give a shout out to our sponsors. Thank you, Third Layer Skate Park and Skate Shop. They have these amazing new hoodies, the slingshot hoodies for our beloved Henry Gartland, who passed at the beginning of 2021. All proceeds from these sweatshirts are going to the Henry Gartland Foundation. So, go check out the website. Everything's down in the description and go copy a hoodie. These things are so comfy. They're so fresh. They got a believe, yellow one as well with the same logo. I'm walking the, rocking the off-white if you're not watching uh, on the YouTube channel, but these, I'm telling you, these hoodies are comfy. They're warm and you know that, you know, your money's going toward an amazing cause. So go check them out. And also Monte Coso Skateboards, you know, we love you guys. Thank you. And I'm loving the new board that I'm riding right now. Amazing, amazing shape, amazing pop, and they're super crazy durable. And also, last but very much so, not least, the thing that gets me up in the morning, keeps me going Batch Roasting Co. Thank you, Batch Roasting Co. for putting some delicious, amazing coffee in our cup. We very much so appreciate it. And you know what? This might not be a sponsor, but you know we got to talk up extreme strength and fitness anyway. So, hey, we have. A bunch of new stuff coming really, really, really soon. Me and Lou have been working very hard on multiple different programs. And then also uh, something pretty special that we got coming to our website. So just stay tuned for all that. But I want to let you guys know it is coming. We have programs that are going to be up for sale. I have my program that is like a baby to me. Uh, The first skateboarding specific program that I have ever wrote, um, putting out there for the world. So this, that, that program is going to be pretty awesome in my eyes. You know, it's something that's going to be utilized for skateboarders who just want to skate for the rest of their lives. You know, it's not necessarily geared toward performing better and being, uh, you know, the best skater or trying to go and get ready for a contest per se. That's coming. But what this program is going to be all about is really just, you know, getting skaters to move their body outside of skateboarding so they can, one, feel better on their board and two, off their board and continue to live the lives that they live. Because I know if you love skating as much as I do, you don't ever want to stop. You want to be that 80-year-old out there cruising the bowl still. And I know that this program can be a huge, huge, huge factor in that for all my fellow skaters out there. So I had to give myself a little shameless plug right there, let you guys know. And Lou has an amazing volume program, uh, more so hypertrophy-based and just really getting down the skill of certain lifts Uh, have a mobility program mobility challenge a bunch of really cool stuff coming out that we've been busting our butt on honestly over this whole entire last year i mean ever since we got together and this has been something that we've been really driving forward and it's, it's coming so i wanted to throw that out there as well but i'll stop talking your ears off and let you get into the amazing conversation that we have today with dr jordan shallow i hope you all enjoy i didn't even see the five this time you didn't see the five it said six five four three two one for me but hey real quick you know lou you always refer to this man as uh what's the beast is that what it is the beast from x-men
1: yeah that's who he looks yeah that's what he reminds me of we're gonna get sentimental about it
0: let's uh let's hear about let us know who you are a little bit give us a little bit of an origin story Oh, geez. How far back do you want to go, man?
1: As far as we can.
0: I want to, so that's the thing. Like, I've heard the, like, you know, the fitness stuff. I've heard that background, how you got into it. But I want to go back. Like, let's go back a little farther.
2: Uh Yeah, I don't know. I grew up in, I'm from Newfoundland originally. It was like a small island province off the northeastern coast of Canada. I uh, grew up mostly in this kind of blue-collar town in southwestern Ontario, just opposite Detroit, Michigan. And, yeah, I you know, played, played hockey. That kind of got me into fitness. and. Uh, I grew up in a place where as long as you didn't get into drugs, you were meant to be doing pretty well for yourself. And I got the fuck out of there real quick. And I went to school in Toronto. And then I moved to California to keep going to school. And then I think the fitness stuff kind of picks up there. But um, yeah, I don't know. It's like a scrappy little ghetto kid that went to school and kept going to school. And then um, I hated school so much that I figured I would just teach for a living. Makes sense.
0: It Makes, makes sense. sense. So what what age did you get into playing hockey and stuff? Then, How
2: old oh, you? dude, I could before I could walk, I could skate. That's kind of the really? Canada okay, story. So it was yeah, that super young. And, um, um, maybe like realistically, like four or five. Like I was probably on skates at like three or four, playing hockey, semi-competitively by like five or six, and then traveling, you know, five six nights a week from the age of seven, playing hockey till the age of twenty. 20, 21, until I kind of transitioned into lifting as my sport.
0: Did you play in college then when you were, for a little bit, or was that like right before then?
2: No, so I played, (coughs) excuse me, I played in, uh, while I was attending undergrad, but I played at the junior level, so I didn't play for the university, I played for like a, like, just yeah, like, like triple A ball or something like that. Okay. That would probably be like the equivalent of the level I played.
1: What was your favorite part of playing hockey?
2: Um, it's hard, right? Because I was a goalie, eh? so it's like it wasn't. It it isn't it isn't a team sport like that for specialty positions. Like in the same way, like a quarterback or uh, like a pitcher. It's like yeah, it's a team effort, but it's like this guy could blow it. Like it's never your fault if you win, and it's always your fault when you lose. Yeah. So I like that. Like I, I almost like the the disproportional. Amount of risk to reward because it was very like everyone will know like if we win one nothing I won that game, but if we lose two one I lost that game, so it's like it it, it calibrates your uh, expectations really well. So I like that it was kind of all on me, even though it was a team sport. I could sit there and point fingers and be like, oh my defense and blah blah blah, but like everyone's like, yeah, but if you just stop the puck, like then, then we wouldn't have had this problem. So I like, I like that aspect of it, that it was, like, there was camaraderie to it. You know, the, like, locker rooms are fun, and, like, my best friends on this earth are kids I grew up. I actually, I fucking, I got a tattoo, that tattoo right there, I got, like, last week, and that's my, like, my minor hockey team, and I got that with one of my closest friends from when I was, like, seven years old. So it's, like, you definitely, you definitely get, like, you know, camaraderie and friendship, but the fact that I was a goalie, it's still, like you know, there was no pass on the buck, like, you, you definitely had to take responsibility for either doing your job or not doing your job.
1: Did you know that going into being a goalie, like, how did you pick the position, or did it pick you, because you're a pretty bigger dude?
2: <sighs> yeah, kind of the latter, I mean, I, I started playing player as a kid, and then the team I was playing for didn't have a goalie, and I was like, yeah, whatever, I wasn't, like, a great player, and I, as, as I transitioned, I, like, started to, like, grow a bit, and, it was just like a good fit and I enjoyed that aspect of it, but never really thought twice about it. Like, it was like, Oh, okay. Yeah. Whatever. We need a goalie. So, <coughs> so that the team can keep playing and I'll just do that and did that. And it kind of like worked out and just that was probably around like 12 or 13. And then it's right around the time where I like started to put on like a bit of size. And then that really started to differentiate me from other players and other goalies. And then, yeah, just sort of catapulted from there.
0: What I thought was interesting was you said, like, the whole, like, having that pressure on you, that you like that. Do you see that carrying over, like, into the rest of what you do? Because there seems to be quite a bit of pressure put on you when so. it comes to, you know, the whole prescript stuff and everything. I seems like you might, uh, might have transferred that into the rest of your life. I don't know if you noticed that for yourself or not, but I'm just curious because it sounds like it was kind of embedded there maybe a little bit. And then you kind of were like, all right, this is what I like to do.
2: Yeah, I mean, I've always, like, gravitated I think hockey was probably just a manifestation of that. Like I've always kind of been yeah. not really one to go with the, go with the grain, so to speak. Like, yeah. you know, I would work, I'd work at the door in nightclubs and everyone else is trying to go in. Like I'd be the one person on the ice that was facing the complete other direction of the other 10 people. So um, yeah, I think it's, it's more, I don't know if hockey manifested that or that manifested the position in hockey, but definitely something where it's like, I, I think I like the responsibility more than the pressure. Like, I don't really look at it as pressure. I just like the fact that it's like, oh, okay. If it's on my shoulders to get something done, I know it'll get done. Um, Which is like, obviously from a business perspective is, is a, is a good freedom to have, to just be able to, to know that it's, you know, you're going to get out of it, what you put into it. And if I want to get a lot out of it, well, you know, it's, it's easy for me to, to put in the work. Like that, that, that part's always come, that part's always come natural or easy.
0: I think that's, yeah, I like how you said the, like accountability. I guess would be a better way of saying that then because like even as the goalie, like if you didn't show up and you weren't very accountable for you know like hey I just didn't play good that day like there's no other excuse of than that. So I think that's interesting. You uh, when we talked beforehand, I know you said you did skate before. So yeah. how how Skateboard. how how often? Yeah, dude. How how often did that happen? Like how oh, did that happen?
2: Man, ninth grade. A couple of my buddies. Got into it. I got aboard board. Just sort of rode around. You know, you can't... I was into, like, mountain biking as a kid. Yeah. Um, but you couldn't mountain bike, obviously, for a considerable amount of time during the winters. I mean, you know this. Fucking... You both grow up north. So, um, <laughs> so it was like we had an indoor skate park called Ian's Old Skate Shop. And it was heated. And there was, like, a half pipe and shit. So, I was like, all right. Well, this will suffice for biking for a winter or two. And then I was just like... I think I... I ended up breaking my hand in a fight um and then that was kind of the end of my skateboarding career it was short-lived probably like a summer or two and then i was like well if i if i fucking fall on this which at that point i was falling a lot i was probably not going to be able to play hockey or do anything so i was like well, give the skateboarding thing a rest and that kind of just went the wayside and then basically picked up lifting weights the summer after that and that was kind of it for basically anything that wasn't just working out
0: so skateboarding was the catalyst to what he is now. You heard that right after skating. He started nah, picking up that the was weights. punching someone and breaking your hand. I guess. <laughs> but, you still, skating, but still, but you sk- just still, you know, you, you know, hey, I'm, I'm just going to put it on skating because I biased that way anyway, so.
2: <laughs>
0: yeah. uh, would you ever get on a board again? got to know. Probably not, you? man. No. No,
2: no I, I'm like. I too much pretty, risk. Yeah, and that's it. Like, I got to be. I don't want to say I have to be pretty careful, but like, you know, I body to a certain degree is still a large part of my business so I can't really sacrifice going down with like you know with Liz Franks or an ACL or you know a broken scaphoid or something like that so it's um yeah probably not something that I would pick up I've been on like snowboards and like I've tried to surf and all that uh not yeah mechanically for me it's like I know my limitations and you know I can fucking growing up on skates I can rollerblade circles around you know most people um but just like the fixed stance with that whole skateboarding surfing snowboarding vibe mm-hmm. my brain just like melts like I they, these things got to move individually but uh seeing no, that's
0: I, opposite for me that's totally opposite like if I get on skates like if I try to go ice skating or I rollerblade like it takes me a hot minute to feel comfortable like it just feels weird having my feet go different ways yeah. so I think that's it's kind of funny, yeah. It's totally weird for me. Like, but if I tried to ski or anything, I just totally go just splits all day. Just feels
2: weird. I don't like it.
1: <laughs> but then, Shallow, you like powerlifting, which is you keep your feet right there?
2: Yeah, yeah, definitely not a sprinter by any stretch of the imagination. <laughs> oh, I couldn't. Yeah, so no. much of that going. on. So, I, how did you uh,
0: gravitate toward that powerlifting like lifting heavy. Yeah.
2: Uh, so I trained for hockey. Like, you know, I played like a decent level as a kid. So you know, there was a potential opportunity to try and like really push it and see what I could make of hockey from like a career perspective. But, um, so I just got into lifting weights to get better at hockey. And that was like, started off very like boilerplate, kind of what people would call like plyometrics or calisthenics or something, which like I have to realize now, which kind of a silly approach. I had like a trainer who was probably too into it. And then I he got fired, and then my new trainer that I had, who's now like one of my closest friends, was like, Why don't we just get you really strong? Um, and I was like, Yeah, whatever, man. I was like 16 years old, and this guy was jacked out of his mind, so I was like, Okay. And then turns out, like, that's actually the best thing you could do for youth athletic development is just get kids really fucking strong. So it was just sort of like, you know, the squat or like hinging and squatting and all that was really just a tool to get better at sports. Like, when I first started lifting, I had no. I had no other um, motivation than to just be a better athlete. And then, you know, as you get a little older, like if you're not being touted for the NHL at like 18 or even 19, a little bit old, they're probably not in the cards for you. I was like, Oh fuck. Like this hockey thing came and went quicker than I anticipated. And, um, but I still wanted to be competitive and just by like happenstance of really wanting to be a good hockey player, I was getting you know, stronger than most hockey players in the weight room. And then, turned into being stronger than most power lifters in the weight room just because i like, well, the stronger in my brain, I'm like, well, the stronger I get, the better I'll be at hockey, and I want to be really good at hockey, and so I got really, really strong, and then I, uh, when I was in California, I was going to chiropractic college, and I got linked up with this dude who was my first patient um, while I was graduating school, and uh, his name is Dan Green, so I don't, I don't know if you guys are familiar with Dan, um, yeah, he's but yeah he's 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 jacked his fuck. so we kind of just like traded services where i would treat him and then he would coach me and he like just signed me up for my first meet one day and i was like what and like i was so at the time i was training with him uh who he was at the time he held like 11 world records and then our other training partner uh andrew he held a handful of world records so i was going into my first powerlifting competition and i was like oh i'm gonna get annihilated because I'm used to getting annihilated every day in the gym with my training partners. And then I showed up and I, I think I had the biggest total by like 400 pounds in my weight class. And I won best lifter, best overall lifter, best of my weight. And I was like, Holy fuck. Okay. Like I, then I put into perspective, like, Oh, actually my training partners are just really, 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 really fucking good. Um, and that was, that <coughs> was it. I was like, well, let's just try another one. And got invited to a few cool ones. and I just kind of kept it rolling from there.
0: And you said you were you had like 400 pounds on the like second place for your yeah. total, then. Yeah, that's crazy.
1: So, that's okay. like that whole idea of like uh keeping your people around you like real good and shit like that. You know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah. if you're trading with animals like that and you're not even realizing it, and then you go into like that, mm. you're comparing yourself to record holders,
2: yeah, you know. Yeah, it was uh. It was really, it was fun. Like, I had no idea that. And I'd never peaked for a meet before either. So I was lifting. I think my total of my first meet was 1721, um, which was a six something squat, a six, 621 squat, a four, 13 bench, and a 666 deadlift. Um, And I was just like, okay, I guess. I mean, that's usually what these guys start warming up with. And then, but, uh, yeah. Environment was such a huge piece and continued to be like, you know, I was able to put another 200 pounds on my total in a couple of years, just being around chasing guys that you'd never be able to catch.
0: I, I find that very interesting. Cause I see like that in myself too, With skating. Like one of my friends is pro, like his boards right here on the wall and like growing up skating with them, like, Just for years and years and years, they were always, like, that much better. But I didn't, like, look at it like that. It was just, like, these are the people I skate with. Like, this is just normal. We're here to skate, show up, and trying to always kind of catch up to them. And then realizing, like, damn, that got me a lot farther than I thought it would have. Like, now that I look back on it like that. So it's kind of cool to hear you talk about it like that.
1: Yeah, it's Uh, amazing. Shit's amazing. I went the exact opposite route. I had a bunch of losers, and we (laughs) were just the best at doing drugs and shit. So that's where I really connect with that because like, oh. see it. it more. Like I work out in some gyms in New York City with the biggest competitions the guy putting a weight a weight. you know what I mean? Like it, I realize that more and more to push more, I got like it's almost like I surround myself on the internet because I don't actively search match in person. I have a natural way of not liking things, but on the internet, you find those people, you know what I mean And I think that's huge to uh, put yourself around some high achieving people. Because obviously, it will produce some high achieving people.
2: Well, that's, I mean, that I think is smarter in, in like, do, doing what you did on the internet is probably like the most underrated, understated thing that people could do, because it's like that's where the majority of our influence come from. If ninety three percent of communication is nonverbal, anyways, like the what you're gonna pick up, and the, from the people that you follow, like it used to be, yeah, the, you you're probably gonna be a reflection of the top five people you hang out with. But, like, you could probably say the same thing for the top 10 profiles that you follow or, like, feeds that you engage in or something now, right? Like, you know, I'm not going full-blown, like, Sims metaverse or whatever the fuck this new bullshit is. But, like, at a certain point, like, you get to curate that neighborhood any way you want, right? And as long as that follows you into the real world, I think that's, like, really smart. Because I know people that in the the real world, quote-unquote, you know, they surround themselves with high achieving people and then they go on fucking scrolling reels for five hours it's like where there's all that down the fucking drain like there's all that you know that mensa meeting like if you're fucking sitting at some round table you know think tank and then you go home and you're just like going through tiktok it's like you might as well drive a railroad spike through your fucking brain like it's totally useless
0: it's wasting your time now i like that you brought up too that like it's if it's transferable to like you said the real world, like what you're doing in the real world. Cause I think that brings it back to what you just said there. Like, are you then using those conversations to go like me and Lou, we met through what you do. And I want you to talk about that shortly here in a second. But like with that, you know, me and him met and it's something that I think is cool. Cause we could have just like said, Hey, yeah, cool. Like, that's awesome. We have the conversation. Then if one of us wasn't actually like, trying to pursue this in our in our lives outside of the internet we would have just never kept the conversation going and actually partnered up and made this happen He wouldn't have come here to Minnesota like one of us would have just been on our phone doing whatever at night so I think it's interesting that you said that because I think that's just something that's missed a little bit when it's talked about is like the transferability into your actual life. So I love you brought that up.
2: Well, yeah, because it takes a decent amount of self-awareness to have an objective outcome, to realize that the, the interactions you have online actually influence you in a positive manner in a way that is meaningful to you. Right. So I think it's like, if neither of you were self-aware of what you guys wanted to do, you wouldn't have been able to pick up on that intangible that was communicated online. You wouldn't have noticed it in your times between that we would call real life. You wouldn't have noticed like You know what? Like, I fuck with this dude right like and I'm sure like I had that literally yesterday I was like walking around and I was having a bad day and I was pissed off at a lot of people it's like well, there's no use at being pissed off at people it's like who am I never pissed off at and I literally just messaged Lou I was like yo (laughs) you I fucking appreciate you dog because it's like I could message the 10 people that are pissing me off but it's just gonna piss me off and it's like all right Mm -hmm. well fuck like I know like I have a decent level of at least I think I do of of self-awareness to be like all right well I'm not gonna and guess what? All the negative shit, guess where it fucking came from? It all came from the fucking internet. And I was like, in walking around in my day-to-day life, like I don't why do you like I got this is expensive real estate. Why are they living rent free up here? And I was like, fuck that, man. Like that's that's negatively affecting me. And like they don't have any idea, these ten people or whatever that was pissing me off. So I was like, you know what? Who positive who positively impacts me online? And I just I just DM was like, yo, you're the you're the goat. And then that was gotcha. it. And I went on my day and I was just like Real estate cleared up, and it was good. But like, I think that's what people miss, right? Is like, you know, they miss that self-aware <coughs> that self awareness to be able to understand or identify, like, hey, these interactions online can be meaningful because in the times between these interactions, there's a positive impact on my day to day, and I see that, right? I see that I, I'm different as a consequence of these interactions. I want to interact more. Um, but yeah, I think people just miss that key piece of like. You know, anyone can talk a good game online, but you know, if you if you're not aware as to how that's affecting you in your day to day life, then you'll never know where to start like chasing chasing down these rabbit holes.
0: No, that's awesome. And we're so we're speaking about you know all this online talk and you know creating relationships and stuff like that and i want you to kind of explain what what do you do what do you do online how how <laughs> what, what <laughs> we got looking for the laugh no what idea. do you do
2: how did we get here yeah, i just tell people you know what people always <laughs> ask me in the airport what i do for a living and i just i've honestly i hand to God i've just taken to tell people that i deal drugs because I mean, like, it's like easier with ways, the ways, and no follow-up yeah. questions like why are you like uh, I fly a lot, I got like status with a lot of airlines, so I'll be like sitting up the front of the plane with the pilot. And he's like, "What the fuck is this kid doing?" Um, but uh, yeah, what do I do? I don't. I don't. I don't know. I, I guess like on paper, the IRS is concerned. I own it. I own a few companies. Um, but I, I, I don't know. I think about stuff. I write some of that stuff down. I yell some of it into the internet and in various mediums. Um, it's, it's. I do. It's different. Basically, I do. And I was, you know what's funny I was thinking about this the other day I was talking to someone like trying to answer this very question and I haven't clearly got a good grasp on it but <laughs> wh- what I do is just what's left when I stop doing all the stuff I didn't want to do like yeah, it's it's concent- wow. it's, co- it's me concentrate like it's it's literally like I always think of and i probably you guys have probably heard this quote before but you guys know like Michelangelo's David yeah so there's a quote it's like from Michelangelo and he's like Beauty is the purgation of super fluidities, which is like, that's a lot of syllables. But basically, it's like when he made the David, it was a giant rock. Like, it was already there, right? So, he didn't build it. He carved it. So, like, my job is just like, I don't want to work nine to five. So, I just take that giant chunk and I fucking got rid of that. And I don't want a boss. And I got rid of that part. And then I'm like, I don't, uh, you know, I, I don't want to be in the same place all the time. So I got rid of that and then I'm like, well, I, I want to work in fitness. Uh, so I got rid of anything that wasn't really fitness and I want to work with, you know, some athletes and I, I want to do some stuff online and I want to have a podcast and I don't want to, I don't want to have TikTok and I don't, I don't want to have to do the, the, you know, my taxes. So I'll have this person do it. And then it's just like, I'm just left with this, this statue of whatever I do every day. And it's like totally different. Like, I was fucking on my hands and knees, putting down baseboards, laminate flooring and, you know, sitting here with a brad nailer and an air compressor till 11 o'clock last night. And then this morning I, you know, I'll you talk to you guys for a bit and then I'll order some camera gear. I'll book a few flights. I'm kind of a travel agent. I don't know. I just, but it's just <laughs> I like what a, it's just like, and I think that's what people struggle with is like, they try and build like, Oh, what am I going to do? Like, Oh, I could do this. I could do this. It's like, it's already there you just kind of like get rid of all the noise and then you just kind of just do what's left so that's all that's really it's kind of a backwards answer but it's like that's how i've arrived at this it's just like i just got rid of the shit i didn't like and i dude i had like the white picket fence life. like yeah. i had that on paper good
0: i was like, just gonna ask you about that
2: because i've heard you talk about that before five doctor status in front of the name working at like the biggest liquid asset company in the entire world like the ex-wife was an olympian had a dog like and i was fucking oh, having anxiety yeah. attacks like fucking every week you the know? american like, dream the hospital, yeah. Dude.
1: that's the, right there what you just said like once you added i had anxiety attacks and went to the hospital mm-hmm. just ed and then i did nothing about it and i just took the pills they gave me that's the american wow. dream
2: Dude, i was making six figures out of school yeah <laughs> laughing dog laughing yeah, yeah. like, like yeah. 100k starting like easy fucking my schedule was full for three and a half months in advance great profile like you know I was rubbing shoulders with you know silicon valley big wigs what and was that like was, it was a trip it was like what were they like how yeah
1: because yeah. i picture like vampires
2: yeah they're real <laughs> like the people i fuck and that's the thing like i still keep in touch with a lot of them now and it's like that's it's cool. the only and maybe it was just i was lucky but like all of the people that I, you know, that were like high up in big Silicon Valley companies, like they were all, honestly, a lot of them, The I think three or four of them were actually from your neck of the woods, like from the Midwest, like blue <laughs> hey, collar work their way up. Like, and that was the thing. Like, I think I put on them that they were something different to make myself feel validated, exactly. but it's like, nah, they were, they were real as fuck, man. Like, yeah. you know, when yeah. I, when I was, hospitalized i was like the first person i called was like, the director of the stanford university hospital icu like he was the head cardiothoracic surgeon and like dude was a like, gangster yeah. like he would he would do stuff for like nasa and like how to do some emergency surgeries and like space and shit like it's like just on another level but i hit him up and he's like get your fucking ass in here and like you know he'd trade up and, like i didn't pay for nothing he rushed me past like they're they were good people so when you
0: got so when you got hit by yeah I was, was, was another time I got it. I was driving <laughs> my bike <laughs> was nice I was riding time. my
2: bike to the gym and I got fucking T boned by a Chevy suburban. But <laughs> yeah. I think it's easy for people to like it's or it's lazy for people to look at some like you know people like in positions of power and try and be like, Oh, they're different, they're this, they're that. It's like, no, because if you if you knew they were just like you, then the then the ball's in your court as to why you're not in their position.
1: Yeah. We do right. what exactly where it should
2: be. Yeah. yeah it's like no man like and yeah that's that's a good that's a really good uh comparison like i've met a handful of guys just through my career that are in that world and people want to be like oh they're so strange like no they're not they're, not. <laughs> they're the most like <laughs> normal people ever but it's easy and it's lazy to just be like oh man like they're weird they're different like oh they're not it's just you're fucking lazy Do and you... it's easy for you to just be like they're different so that's why i'm not in their position
1: precisely
0: do you think, like, maybe being around... Because, like, this was after you got into the lifting and stuff, correct? When you had the coaches who, you know, you got into powerlifting. Or was this beforehand then?
2: Uh, when? When I was having anxiety attacks?
0: Yeah, like, when you're going like going through all that.
2: Around the same time. Yeah. Around the same of, time. Kind of ran hand in
0: hand. I was just thinking, just because the way you were talking about, you know, the coaches you had and then going into, you know, working with these big wigs and stuff and being able to just see them as other human beings, like... Did you get that, do you think, like from a younger age, just from being in situational stuff when you were growing up and just being able to be like, well, this dude's just this dude. Like, I'm not going to worry about what he thinks or how I do things just because he's just another human. Or where do you, I, just sounds like you've had that in you for a while.
2: It always helped, like, if you put in the work on the front end, like, because a lot of times in the Silicon Valley, if I was entering a room with these people, I was entering at some point of authority, like, whether it's a chiropractor or like a, a strength coach or a trainer, like they're kind of coming to me. So, you know, and knowing that I've done the preparation work to be the dude in the room that they need to talk to, gives me the confidence to be like, all right, like let's, let's put all the cards on the table here. Like it, it gives, it gives you not like it, like it's a negotiation, but like I have the ability to walk away. Right. And that's going to give you, that's the most powerful person in a negotiation is the guy that can walk away. Um, so I never, and not like it was hostile or anything, but it was always a sense of confidence of like, you know, spent better part of like eight years, nine years in school. I probably thought more about the topic at hand than the majority of people, at least a client in the room or a patient in the room. So it's like, I think it really stemmed from like trusting the preparation that went in and just having confidence like that I was in a position where I could help the person. Um, and I think that's still, like, kind of a, an upper hand that I that I still draw on or I still look to, like, better informing myself and being better prepared to walk into, you know, more intimidating rooms even now in my career. And it's, like, the, the more intimidating the room, the more prepared I have to be. So that's that's really, like, I think the big takeaway for me is, like, if I was ever – if I ever had, like, trepidation or was ever concerned about, like – you know like oh this guy's a you know a a hollywood actor this guy's an nfl whatever whatever it's like okay you're concerned that you're not as good at what you're doing as they are at what they do and it's like i just make sure that's never the case
0: i think that's very valuable information to for people to hold on to because i i I've had to use that myself just in certain situations coming into just anything like where you just might feel nervous or whatever the case may be. It's just like just know like you did the work, like show up and just do what you do. Like the bottom line, like do that and just do, keep doing it. I think that's awesome that you brought that up. Uh, how, how do you keep doing this stuff? So I know it sounds like maybe it's because you've now gotten to this statue of this part where you can just kind of keep doing what you want to do. How how do you keep that going for yourself? Is it just waking up, just doing what you want to do, and it just happens to bring you along the path? Or is there any planning to that?
2: No, it, dude, it's equal parts technical <laughs> and tactical. And I think that's where people yeah. drop the ball. It's like you have to understand leverage. You have to, like, that is the number one. Like, if I'm going into a job interview to work with someone, it's like I'm at the point now where it's, you know, from the technical side, yeah, like we chase down any rabbit hole of like anatomy or training. I'll, I'll be a couple sound bites in at the very least. You know, I'll, I'll be able to really deep dive on stuff that I really like that focused on. But you're not going to blindside me with anything that I think matters. Like if you come out the gate, if a client's like, well, heard of this new like crystal healing. I am just like, all right, I'm pretty <laughs> sure like and I'll be and I'm not brash enough to be like, yeah, fuck you. That's stupid. Like if that's what you believe in, sure. But we're also going to do X, Y and Z. But it's also like I'm gonna know the dude's dog's name. I'm gonna know his stat line from the previous season. I'm gonna know the relationship he has with his coach. I'm gonna go on fucking his old MySpace account. Like you should see the preamble that goes into, like, like the dossier file folders I have on people. And it has nothing to do with anything technical, and it's all tactical. It's like. I want to know what high school this kid went to. I want to know where his old lady's from. I need an in on a personal level because he doesn't know what I do. Like he doesn't know the difference between me and some fucking TikTok chiropractor or whatever. But if I can like, Oh, if I can know his girl is from whatever, a, <coughs> like a place that I free, like, Oh yeah, no. Like I've, I'll bring up Miami in a conversation. If I know that his old lady's from Miami, I, Oh shit. I didn't know that. Yes, I fucking did. Are you joking me? I knew this yeah. three weeks ago. I've been studying you. Like that's, and that's where people just, you know, you, you can know all the fucking training shit in the world, but if you don't know people, you don't know anything. And there's, there's so much information that's readily available that people don't think, I don't want to say they don't think it matters, but they don't pay any attention to it. They're like, Oh, what's the insertion of the the gas truck? Like, are you fucking dude that there's no way that matters. If that matters, you're the wrong guy for the job. So, I think yeah, it's now it's more like I'm invested way more time into that part of things. It's like you know, to keep doing what <coughs> what I'm doing, at least on like the you know with the athletes I work with, it's very much just like relationship building like building you know a certain uh, rapport, finding common ground, like breaking down those barriers between you know two strangers and then. Once that's good, then it's like, all right, let's go off into the into the technical bullshit.
1: I got a question for you. When did you realize the community thing that you've created with the Prescript? Like when that would be such a, cause I was thinking about that today when I was in lab and I was like, ain't that a bitch? Like you pay for one Prescript course and you can be at all these labs that continuously right. run. Prescript after prescript, PSL one, PSL two, skill acquisition, barbell. You got all these courses and it's live action. You can be in there every Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Saturday, Sunday, all that. Like, when did you put that? Because, like, you don't, at least in my experiences in the fitness world of NASM and all that other shit, it's like, buy this one, buy that one, buy this one. Like, you're going to keep pumping your stuff, but you want to learn to show up to labs you know like when did you realize is that part of the human connection part more so than just educating and telling you shit but getting to know each other like did you put that together with the way you even operate with your athletes or i don't think to? i
2: ever i don't think i ever could have predicted that labs would have turned into what they were it was really like labs in the onset where the the purpose of them was purely academic was like all right i want to make sure that in the hour because i just like what did i like about university it's like yeah lectures and labs that's like that's what i liked about it. what did i not like about it i didn't like having to find parking i didn't like having to fucking you know like i didn't have to deal with like junkies fucking walking me back to my car trying to get the change out of my cup holder like, like all right well lectures and labs are cool we have lectures like let's just do labs and then you know for the first year i ran all the courses and all the labs and then I started bringing in help and then you know it just it just kept evolving like I I I, I, originally it was yeah it was purely academic it was really just to make sure that the content was being applied in a way that uh it was intended to because I didn't want to be more fucking bullshit noise on the internet um and I think through that we reach people who were also sick of bullshit noise on the internet Um, and then we realized like how rare that was. Um, and I think everyone kind of identified like, holy fuck, like this is, you know, talk to our previous conversation, like this is changing objective outcomes in my day to day between these interactions. So this is something that I want to keep coming back to. Right. So we're lucky that we have, we're able to just reach enough self-aware people who can find value in the community. Um, which, you know, I don't think it's something that it wasn't forced like as you know as as technical as and as tactical as i can be in some things this was not one of them this wasn't like i was sitting there going like yes we'll do this lab and everyone will connect and the brand <laughs> will be really strong i was like i don't i don't want people fucking up what i'm saying so i don't want people <laughs> yes, like, like me with I, don't, I, I don't want this to look bad on me and then yeah. and it's like you know i, I get it. i've sat in it's courses cool. before and like not been interpreting things properly so it's like, i was like i just want to make sure that like the content gets through and is applied in a way as it was intended. And then, but never once was the conversation around like community building at all. And now it's like, I say it's, it's the best part about the courses is just the in-between is like the, is the, you know, just the conversations like in the hallway, sort of speak, which is in the Yes. I
0: was going to say, I know like, For me, I I love that you brought up, like it was just the people that you attracted through it all because I was thinking that the whole time. I was just like, when I came to lab the very first time, it was so different in the fact of like, it was just a level playing field. Like everybody had their own background, but we literally were all on the same level playing field of like the conversation at hand. That's all that mattered. No one else was like, hey, I have this degree or I have this certification or blah, blah, blah. It's like, no, we we learned this. We're talking about this. Like, let's talk about this. This is what matters at hand. And then, like, from there, you just end up hitting up these people. And everybody that I've hit up is reciprocated back with respect. And it's just been this cool thing. I mean, that's like I said, how literally me and Lou met was, I think, maybe you reposted me. And then he saw it, hit me up, or vice versa. And then, boom, the rest is history. So it's, it's pretty pretty sweet we you created. I love that. Like, it wasn't necessarily planned, but it just came into when you when you saw it happening did you want to like run with it more like when you notice it kind of coming that way like you'd be like okay maybe we should think this through a little bit more or you just kind of yeah. let it go do its thing no definitely not
2: that doesn't sound yep. like me. no because it's like when i kind of when jordan and i like kind of noticed like oh fuck like these are going well it's like things that are cool are scarce that's what makes them cool So it was almost like for a little bit, it's like, okay, we got to make sure that the quality scales, right? So, like, you know, we got systems in place now and we got, like, coaches at the ready to be able to step in. And, like, we've been able to kind of capture the essence of, like, what makes a good lab. And, like, we're lucky that we get, you know, very concise feedback from, you know, all our coaches, Bax, Bagara, Thayer, Mac, Jay, Killian. Um, So now we're at a point where it's like, okay, we can we can make sure that, like, this isn't a runaway train. Like, I would hate to just, you know, for it to turn into just some, something that is not intended, something that wasn't progressive, something that wasn't mm-hmm. useful, right? Like, there's enough fucking bullshit trolls on the internet, and it's like, the last thing I would want is somehow this thing mutating. So, in the same way where, like, I noticed people on social media do this, where, like, if, some, if you put up a piece of content that, like, quote-unquote works right? By whatever metrics you're tracking, right? Like people are gravitating towards like memes now because they get better engagement. It's like, okay, if that's Mm -hmm. what you're after is engagement and you're not trying to run a fucking business like an adult, then sure, put up a bunch of memes. But it's like, I didn't want like the objective outcome to be anything more than improved application of knowledge. So I didn't want it to like, I didn't want to double down and be like, wait, hey, we're going to do fucking 30 labs a week because labs are really working right now. It's like, just in the same way. If I put a post up of like, this is my warm up for this, and like it gets a lot of engagement, I don't then do the next seven posts, all my warm ups. Like, yeah, I don't know. When I feel like doing another warm up one, I know it'll kind of hit and I'll do it when I feel like it, but I don't want to like tap that well dry. So it was the same with like, yeah, we noticed like it was good and, you know, there's relationships were forming and even relationships forming with like, you know, me and everyone else that I just get to, you know, when we're teaching, I just fucking hit mute for four months and stare at all these faces and hopefully I'm not offending them. And then I actually get to unmute and talk to them. So that was like, that was cool. But at no point was, I was like, I wanted to keep it like almost sanctimonious. Like I wanted to keep it, I wanted to keep it cool. And it was that. And it was like, you know, if you wanted to, if you wanted to join the fucking club, then you had to go through that shared experience and, and, and kind of go through and see like how everyone interacted and behaved. And like, you know, cause there's like, I've been in every, this prescript is the only room of like forward thinking people that I've ever been in where there's not that one guy. Like I, every university left <laughs> this one guy. Like, well, actually it's like, fuck you nerd. And it's like, that was something I wanted to keep. It's like, awesome. like I wanted to be this, like a tough group of, you know, people that liked fitness. I don't know why toughness matters to me, but it's like, it Oh, it
0: I sent you that because voice message of like asking you about the whole kid thing. Like how, like you were talking about like kids being tough or like how, like all that stuff. And like, I'm huge on that too. It's just tough individuals. Like notice that through prescript is like, <laughs> everybody's tough. Like,
2: yeah. Because that's the thing. No one's got a front. Right. No one's got to fucking no one's got to put other people down because it's like, you know, I've had pe- I've literally had people on the Internet trash me. And I was like, OK. And I tried <laughs> to get their phone number and I couldn't. So I booked a plane ticket to Denver, <laughs> Colorado, and I sent the guy the directions from like John Wayne Airport to the Ace Hardware Store to the gym. And I was like, if you don't call me back the next time you see me, I'll be standing in front of you with a hammer boom and it's like because i don't i won't engage in it in the internet like well fuck this guy i'm gonna like repost him it's like no i'm gonna show up there and i'm gonna beat you to an inch of your life like
0: yeah
2: it's like i'm willing to go there man so it's i don't know like for me it was cool and I, i and as we grow and like find more people um where i realize that there is a lot of people like us out there which is really kind of like refreshing yeah. Um, but I I wasn't certain. I was like, man, somehow we just found a gold mine. Of, like the raddest guys and girls around the world. And I don't want to like ruin that. I don't want to ruin the locker room. You know what I mean? Like we got yep. a good team <laughs> dynamic. Yeah. And I'm not trying to bring like Brady in when he sits when he pees and just fuck <laughs> everything up. Like we got a bunch of dogs. But now yeah. it's like you know I think with so many people who are just down with what we're doing, like we're only finding we're only attracting people who kind of know the rub and like, I think there's a reputation that's built purely on like the backs of people that fuck with us. That it's like, look, this is what it is. Like you want to play like dumb games, go somewhere else, but you want to like get better then come here.
0: And that's what I love about it. It's all just like growth. And I think that's what I loved about the cert too, that it's like, I've taken other stuff and it's like, you take the cert, take the exam, like, You either pass it or you don't and then after that that's kind of really it at least in my experience like even with school when i went to hamley university for exercise science like you would have like that unit you learn your stuff you take your test and then you move on to the next thing like there was no applying it there was no talking about it there was none of that and that's what i loved coming into prescript was like the fact that that was the labs like it was like hey here's what we learned about let's talk about it and if you have like and that's the thing too, is like, just get up and ask the question. Like if you're listening to this and you're in labs and you need to ask questions, just ask a question. Cause nothing, no one's going to make you feel stupid. And it's like, that was where I came into it. it. was like, okay, cool. This is a place where I can actually dive into all these thoughts I've had about everything we've talked about prior without it just going to the wayside. So I think yeah. that was just pretty, pretty awesome.
2: And that sounding board, like that's how I really started to synthesize my thoughts was like just being able to verbalize it. Like I use the Instagram story mm-hmm. for years as a way to like, you know, put together like almost sound bites. Like people know my stance on shit. Like almost mm-hmm. verbatim. Like James McIntosh, people think I write the Instagram for our, our for prescript. It's not me. It's Matt. <laughs> but Matt's yeah. like uh, what, what, it was what what dumb bullshit does Shallow think about this? Uh pretty much hits it like out of the park every cause sometimes I wake up like, why did I have time to wait, I didn't write like this? <laughs> I didn't do this. But it's like it, that, you know, like the level one manual started as like me just trying to synthesize my thoughts seven Mm. years ago and then like every patient I'd have when I was in practice and every like client I'd train online every time I came across like you know I gotta explain the fucking the 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 over under grip to a lot of people like what is my stance on like oh well supination external rotation and pronation and internal rotation blah 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 I'm like okay and then I just wrote it down and then I verbalized it. Then I put up a and A and someone asked me and I like, I fucked around like 10 times trying to get it right. And I got it right enough. And then someone asked me fucking two weeks later and I said it better. This, the next time. And then, then by the time I got to putting the courses together, it was like I had all the sound bites down. Right. So the labs, I think for some people like, you know, it's not I uh, I don't think it's uh, a surprise that people who gravitate towards this type of learning have some skin in the game when it comes to a digital business. So it's like social media becomes a huge part of lead acquisition in the digital fitness space. So mm-hmm. if you can use labs as a way to get your feet wet and ask questions, some people don't even turn their cameras on. Doug, like yeah. come to the fucking party. Like, and that's a, like, I wanted to be able to provide like a very disarmed place. And it's like, cause look, if motherfuckers ever started to get out of hand, I would flame them. Mm -hmm. I would flex on them so fucking hard. They wouldn't know which way was up. Cause it's like, you just don't, you don't do, don't bring that shit here. I love
0: that you brought up the camera thing. Cause like I, no matter what I'll have mine on, like there's times like, you know, I have two kids running around, like all that stuff. Like, but I'll still be there. My stuff muted, like camera on giving my full attention, like kid on my lap, chilling with me no matter what, but it's like, show up, like be there. And I, it gives you that chance to just do that. And it, I don't know. I love that you brought that up. It's like, it definitely I didn't do it at first, for sure. Like, I was, like, so nervous pussy. coming into it. And I was like, I don't want to show what my face. Pussy. And then, like, I was just, hey, bro. Oh, oh you heard that? I, right. Dude, I, I'm just hey, new to this microphone that's stuff. That's fine, Lou. That's <laughs> fine, bro. Wait. That's fine, dog. We, can, we throw the gloves on when you come next, homie. Let's go. I'll run it. Nah. Now
1: you know what I noticed you do is you make that public. Like, uh, you want on a mind pump. Not too long ago, saying exactly that, like, listen, if I catch you doing some bullshit, I'll just call you. I'll refund you your money and take the fucking thing back. Oh. And I noticed that in like early uh lectures on like a PSL one, like one or like two or three in, making these statements clear, like, "Yo, fuck around with Renee. I have all your addresses." Saying things <laughs> like that, you yeah. know what I mean, or like, or even like, "Yo, double 00- O." Double sevens, whatever the fuck, like where are you know? What I mean, like making it clear, like yo, hey, listen, if you're gonna be in these things, this is how it's gonna be, and I think that's a great way to go about because it it's it's not like placating to what a lot of the society does now is like people's natural weaknesses or insecurities to not have the thing on to put the name to talk some shit to be an asshole kind of you know, and like I think that almost forces it out. It's like if you want to get involved with this, this, is how it's gonna be, and then it's not like a we're ass we're a group of assholes. But we're like you said, we're more real individuals. Like this is it. Our cards are on the table. This is who each individual of us are collectively, and that's just the way it goes. And I think that's something that's uh, you stating the way you do and the confidence you have in it is what creates the uh, the whole collective of it. Well, I look to put the collective out there that's coming out soon. Like, I'm a fucking dude. I'm just company
2: like a, man. I'm a company oh my man. God
1: i'm a fucking you know what i mean sign me i'm gonna get a gold watch and it's coming like 40 years you know what i'm saying like- <laughs> can, I get, can i
2: get one yeah that's no, skin in the game man oh, like and that's yeah. the thing that's that's why i teach the classes live like that's why i don't pre-record anything like and look and there's sometimes where it's tough like i going back on the road in like a few days and i'm gonna have a semester at least one semester that i'm gonna be fucking running and gunning with my laptop again like Dude, and yeah, people think, don't like it. I was it.
0: in class. You were doing that. You were like on vacation with your girl or something like still showing up, like doing your the thing. cave. The McDonald's. Yeah. Yeah. The
1: McDonald's. Yeah. The, yeah, the McDonald's, <laughs> the
0: yeah, McDonald's lecture. lectures,
2: bro. <laughs> but it's like, you know, I guess, you know, for me, I'm still I'm still in this, man. Like, you know, I'll yes. go I'll start first semester of level one and I got it planned out. It's like I'll have a conference room in House of Athlete because I'm running Assessments for the NFL 2022 Combine class. So it's wow. like I don't well because yeah. like you know if I'm teaching, if I'm Sorry. teaching you guys about coaching stuff, it's like I better be coaching, right? Like and it's yes. like yeah, you, you might have to deal with the fucking manager's office in a PF Chang's in somewhere in fucking Vegas, or you might have to deal with yeah McDonald's in Sunny Isles for a lecture, but it's like it's cause I'm still doing this. I'm not just sitting back living off the fucking interest. You know what I mean? Like I'm not running some bullshit mentorship thing. Like I'm fucking trying to like, I'm trying to make this something where you could go in and be like, I got this level one. Like I know this dude. Cause this dude was here like fucking three weeks ago. Like, so it, it means like, it means a lot to me that, you know, if I'm going to be out there, you know, running and got like, look, I'm not complaining, but it's like, you know, I'll, I'll have to do lectures from, airports i've done 10 15 lectures from airports i've done it i did i had to go to the ceo of whoop will ahmed after a podcast and i was like man that ran way too long uh can i use your office to teach a lecture so i'm literally in the ceo of downtown boston like stone's throw from fucking wrigley Field, or uh whatever the fuck is it really not chicago um and i'm fucking sitting there in his office teaching i was like I have to sorry man like I have to do this but it got to do it. Yeah. Cuz I can't I can't just record it. Like the first semester and this whatever this 10th 12th however many times I've done the level 1 completely different.
0: I've noticed that it, through your stories and stuff it constantly is changing. Like the stuff and, you're doing in this yeah.
2: And it's like if I'm going to be doing this and keeping like skin in the game, you can turn your camera on. Yep. Right, like you but can turn the camera Isn't
1: off. that nuts though? Like this is something yeah. I see a lot, is the whole um the people that need they they just need to take a break from social media. I just just don't get that. Cause I'm like, why are you there? and What's the need to put it away? Just put it it's away. It's because it's
2: something, yeah, I don't know. Why do we do <laughs> this?
1: Is that how like what is that? It's not even me trying to judge it. I literally I because I the it's so questions. disconnected yeah. from me. I just don't get it. You
2: know? Okay. So, what are you saying? Are you saying that, like, being a person who has to take time away from social media is something you don't understand?
1: I think so. I think I don't understand. I'm right there with you.
2: I'm right there Mm -hmm. with you. Because here's the thing it's like, you're you on social media. Like, you're every, (sighs) but that's it, right? Like, and that's 100% (sighs) it. Like, when I met you, we met at Akash's wedding. Yeah, I, I, in my brain, like when do you meet Lou? I was like, when was Vietnam? <laughs> Lou, when Lou was in Vietnam, we, we me and Lou were in Vietnam together, and that's impossible. But like, that's how long we're I've been there. knowing Lou for. Yeah. But it's like that's to me like, if you have to take a break from social media, it's you have to take a break from the avatar of yourself mm. that you're playing on social media. It's like I never. Someone asked me like, should I have a personal or a business Instagram? I was like, <laughs> what? It's the same thing, man. Like, that's mm. what branding is, is that self-awareness we talked about earlier. So it's like, I, I'm 100% with you on that in the sense that, like, if you're just you, it's the Mark Twain thing, right? If you tell the truth, you never have to remember what you yeah. said. Right? Oh. So it's like, you don't have to take a break from that, which is yeah. it's crazy to me.
1: And they always... Come back like two days later, to the two, three. Yeah, it's like,
0: I'm gonna be out <laughs> Not of here, that I'm
1: gonna it. be taking a break. Yeah. Um,
2: yeah. And, no, they don't have uh, to, they announce it, they announce, but that yeah, they announce
1: it. That's what I'm saying. It's <laughs> like, you know, because you know, what we're thinking about earlier, we just, a- just go rabbit holes ahead. now with reality, like <laughs> we were thinking about earlier, like metaverse and shit. I'm like, yo, what is react? Because a kid, like a kid that's like, for instance, my neighbor the other day got a gift for Christmas, he's like 10, 12, maybe 13. Gets the Oculus thing you put on your face, and he goes, "Now I Wait can go minute. hang out with my friends." Whoa! And what? I'm like, "Wait, what? <laughs> now you have? Now you can? You couldn't just <sighs> hop on a bike, knock on a door, oh, is Timmy home? Hey, Miss Oragatha, is Timmy home? No. Now we're going on the Oc. And I'm like, "All right." To me, name. to us here, it's like, "Holy shit!" But to you, it's that kid. Yeah. So now it's like, you gotta, Jesus Christ. I hate even thinking about it. You gotta like almost go into this. World. Especially if you want to have an online business, you want to do this shit, then you gotta go into this world. And then it's like having an understanding like, wow, we're just going to be very different in our thoughts, but kind of the exact same. Cause we have, we all have that innate human shit in us, you know, the survival the blah, bu- 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 that bullshit. So it's mm-hmm. like, what really is going to be reality at one point? You know, like what is the difference? You know what I mean? And like, Oh, geez
2: you could just go down consequences consequences yeah. Consequ- yeah. consequences that'll always be our calibration tool you mean so in that the sense that- of if
1: i spend all day long on the oculus not really benefiting life and then i take it off the consequence to that
0: no i'm saying like, more so the consequence inside of it right like
2: yeah they're positive they're nothing and like, or negative mm-hmm. like there's you're yeah. not going to be able to reach highs as high or lows as low which you need both i don't think it I don't within think the it
1: virtual has. world you mean yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. But what if they let the way they're talking about metaverse? What if they, why would you want you wanna take this off though? But why would you know
2: yeah, it ain't gonna work now?
1: But why would you want to actually go work for your life? You know, when you can just plug in and everything you've ever dreamed of is right here at
2: your fingertips. Why I don't think we've evolved that way, man. I don't, I don't think it catches.
1: I don't either, but fucking <laughs> now I can go hang out with my friends. You know what I mean? Like, whoa, that is some shit. And like, that's just not, that's not he's
2: not sitting there thinking yeah. about it. Like philosophically, it's just a reaction.
1: Yes, now I can go hang out with my friends.
2: Yeah, well, you well, got the Oculus. You know what? It is a th- it's just another, it's another distraction. If it wasn't yeah. the Oculus, it was something else. It's just this generation. I don't think it's anything. So do you think as- it's
1: going to overflow? Like, uh, not overflow, but it's going to cycle?
2: Oh, yeah, for it sure. It always
0: does. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like but we haven't exactly. had
1: technology like this, though. Like, we've had technology advancement, yeah, well, but you have to
0: think every generation says that, though. Ever. Every generation <laughs> says that. Every generation. Well, think you about, like, my mom. my mom. My mom didn't have an iPhone. Thing. Yeah, think about, like, oh, my great grandma. She lived to 103. She was around when the iPhone came out, still, right? Like, I mean, she was up all the way into like, the iPhone 10. Think about what she had 100 years ago or 95 or whatever when she could recollect memory. Like right, what'd
1: she have? I mean, nothing. Paper. Yes, that's what right. I'm saying. So, or like, Chicago. every time, yeah, yeah, every
0: time shit came out, she was like,
1: Whoa, that's, we've never had this before. That's my we point. Never had this. So, now it's almost so like it always blows over. I think. Like I don't, don't know, just, know if you're blowing it. I hope, dude, out. I hope you guys are right. Because I, my, 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 at, my like, brain, <laughs> we're fighting robots. In 20 years, I'm that's why I'm working out to fight. Robots. I
0: think, yeah, think of like parents like me, right? Like, my two sons, like, they go. won't have that stuff. Like, they won't be doing that. True. They'll be, I will be outside. Playing with them if it comes down to it. If they don't want to go make friends, like I will be out there doing stuff with them, doing that stuff. So I think it comes down to something more so along those lines of
1: like, what can we do
0: on that end of things?
1: I hope you guys are. Still, oh man, so glad I got <laughs> I went here because I'm I'm sitting here like it's over. Like it's whole, not that it's over, because I'm looking forward to fighting Mark Zuckerberg's pussy ass robots. But like <laughs> I just said, I'm gonna eye robot. This I shit. just think it's it's like yo nuts. And I yeah. have a tough time learning technology, so I really do hope you guys are right. Uh, yeah. Dude, you're I, my oh, caveman, I think, Lou.
2: I think it's just because COVID had everyone so reliant on technology that the that the height behind it is so artificially uh, inflated that people are gonna realize like, wait, they're gonna come out of this like COVID fucking bender they're on and be like, I spent nine hundred thousand dollars on a PDF of a monkey? What the fuck <laughs> is an NFT right now? <laughs> What are you telling me? Exactly. Why did no one talk me down from this yep. Why did you let me do this? This is the craziest, <sighs> dumbest thing ever. So it's, like, it's still so new. yeah. Right? Yeah. Like GameStop, AMC, all that bullshit, NFTs, Metaverse. It's a fucking... It's No, it'll be gone as quick as it came up, man. People are going to snap out of it. Oh, man.
1: I love that you took it back, really. I really,
2: really hope you guys are right on it's... this. Because what? Because like, some guy's going to be walking down the street, and I'll just jack him. That's yeah. the like, fuck oh, I'm now you saying. Got, now you got real world problems. Yep. But you but won't know. What, if everyone, ad- wow. Sorry.
1: what if everyone that doesn't abide? What if you don't abide by our metaverse rules, Mr. Shallow?
2: What, what, are, the, what are the consequences? What oh, are we'll create do?
1: laws, motherfucker.
2: Well, then you have I mean, all the Where to enforce them?
1: Where am I going to enforce them?
2: <laughs> in real life or in the metaverse?
1: I'm going to enforce them in real life. And then what? You think you can go in the metaverse and do what you want? And well, with no. our?
2: What are you, you going to do? Put me in jail?
1: Yes. With no that's Oculus, not. and then you got <laughs> to do jail happen, things.
2: It's not, not going to happen. No way. No. I'd rather don't think do jail so? things. Put me on a chain and get... No. No. No, no chain. Because, like, here's the thing. The Oculus, all that VR stuff, all that metaverse is, like, that's just going to create a way. Web... You're going to have, like, Gotham City. Because you know who's not going to have that? Already desperate broke people. Mm. And it's like, what mm-hmm. are they going to do? Like they're gonna fucking, they're gonna go get theirs, man. Like, and it's gonna be easy because you're gonna be plugged into the matrix, and they're just gonna be jocking your shit. And you're gonna have to (laughs) recharge your batteries. And you're gonna realize that your fucking your benzo is on cinder blocks.
1: What if they hand out oculuses to everybody, and make it part of the civil duty to check in on Metaverse every day? I think
2: suspicion, there'll be suspicion arise with that. I don't think there's a there's no way we're We're smarter than that. I think. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I just
1: watched yeah. the Matrix too that night, and like, <laughs> I got this on my right mind, now. dude. I think we're just all gonna be in some me- like some embryo, and you know, robot. Mister Smith is gonna. Oh,
2: my. <coughs> you know. How much has your day to day really changed in the last two years? Uh-huh.
1: Me personally,
2: yeah.
0: Well, I think that's. Like not very fair. He did lose a finger. Now you're he's gonna in pain. Well, yeah, but... <laughs> it's a little bit yeah. different. <laughs> no, no, like I watch
2: how, how much? Has, how much <laughs> of that had to do with like emerging technology? How much of it has to do with even COVID regulations? Like, yeah, you know, I don't put a mask on in my building anywhere. My life is the exact same as it was two years ago. The Exact same. Yeah. It's well, just it's just an nuts, ant- dude. Yeah, we love you for it. Thank you. But it's like, yeah. you got you to gotta stay ready. You'll be ready. and You'll be the guy Yo. I call. Looking if forward right, to it. it. Oh. If, right. If the posters yeah. start wiling out, and like the robots start coming, I'm like, all right. You've fa- been ready. Yeah. It's going to be fast forward
1: 20 years. It, I'm going to be pulling up on some type of gasoline powered chopper that's not allowed anymore right. with the rebels. You know what I mean? I got bullet no, strapped no, like shit. this X <laughs> across my bare chest because you're not allowed no. to have hair anymore because we all have to be hairless. And I come pick you up and you're just sitting there like, how'd you know? And I'm like, Ugh. You know what I mean?
2: I'll say I told you so, and uh, we'll yeah. roll deep.
1: And that's it, and we'll be good.
2: You <laughs> so know what I mean? The book of Eli, the book of Luke.
0: Yeah. It's literally, just when I pull up to your, your Airbnb and <laughs> you got here, and I just set my thing on the table, you're like, "Oh yeah, that's right. We can't
2: have those in New York." I
0: was like, "Oh yeah, New York. Yeah. I'm always with it. Always got my career.
1: Yeah, we're ready. Uh,
0: that's uh, I love that we went that route. That's interesting to see your uh, your standpoint on all that because yeah. I do think I agree with you. I think we're gonna come around. And <sighs> I'm it's so gonna. Happy it's gonna be something that's just gonna fade away, like some of the other things. May not fade away, but it won't be this thing where like, everybody's plugged in. Like, <clears throat> even if it does get to a point, I
1: think. But was, they said the I'm same thing about the internet when it first came out. But, yeah, said, but they they well, look at what happening. we
0: said earlier. We we are the ones who operate this, and like we get to choose how we are on the internet, right? So zoom it's like, out. It's on. I don't know. Zoom
2: out. You've got to zoom yeah. out. Everyone zoomed in too much. It's like this isn't a massive inflection, a historical inflection point. Imagine mm-hmm. fire, dude. Imagine fire. Imagine us fucking sitting around while some fourth guys over there just like sparking flints. True. Like, what the fuck is happening here? Are You joking me? This is it? Yeah. We're all going to be run by you fire gods. Well,
1: like, we kind of were for a while, because then we sort of yeah, bowing down out. to them.
2: Zoom out. Zoom out now. It's like, oh, okay, we're sweet. dude. None of this. None of this pops off in a meaningful way before we're dead. I got thirty years left if I'm if I play my cards right. I'm just Calm down. <laughs> you probably got a little more than that, but you're thirty. Ah, man. I'm, I, I'm halfway through a really exciting life. I've already decided that. I'm not a third of <laughs> the way. Anyway, kind of... What are you going to yeah, get into? Like drugs point. and shit
1: soon or something like that we don't know about? Like I got a heroin addiction I got popping up around 50, and that's just yeah. going to set me up. I know when yeah. it's coming.
2: I'm not a third of the way through a kind of boring life. I think I'm halfway through a really exciting one. I don't know. If I think you're just so getting going. If
0: that's the case, how do, you, how do you want to go out? Like what's your ideal way? Large like, animal. Fighting yeah. one? Like, you know, like a bear fight or something. One.
2: I'm thinking I'm, I, think I want to go out in the ocean. I just want to, like...
0: Just, like, no fighting chance, though? Just getting taken under by a shark and yeah, just fuck letting yeah, it Yeah, man. Or?
2: Just let it go, man. That's living. let it go. I want to go yeah, out No, the no, no way yeah. we came in. I want to zoom it all the way out. Oh, I want to yeah. bring it back to where it started. No, nah, like... I Actually, I want to get my... I'm moving to Dubai in a few weeks, and part of my goal in 2022... And I hate marking it off of, like, time, but, like, part of my goal in the short term is to get my dive license so that okay. I, can, mm. you know, I can just take off and just fucking...
1: So, oh, I That fish seeing you in the ocean, like, what the fuck is that thing? Like, that's a big fucking not us. <laughs> fuck? <Is> <laughs> yeah. not Shark us? rolls up like a hold up. Now I'm going. To oh go shit! Like now nah, I'm gonna go for that little guy. Fuck that yeah. little thin maybe. This guy's got a lot on him.
2: Yeah, <laughs> but, uh, that's where I want to go. Big animal. Wow. Yeah. Just take yeah. Just take some metal shit. Some just fucking.
1: All right. What if you gotta, survive though? Go. Now, what if you survive?
2: Right, I'm going back in. Nice. Well, nice. round two. Yeah, it's yeah, it, it over, buddy. Get you're your You're ready friend. at this yeah. point. You're Get like,
1: your Nope friends, I haven't yet. I'm like, uh, this is awesome. uh, Oh man, like shark attacks, beat <laughs> the shit out of all those bitches. Yeah, whatever, man. Just, what I man. don't know. I'll, I'll be Maybe go upset. big at endangered species. You know what I mean? Something you're not supposed to even go near, and you're over like, fuck you, bearheads. Blue
2: Blue whale, I think would be Yeah. yeah. What like, if they didn't swallow didn't you? That's that I'm Jonah, dog. That's how Nemo happened. That's fine. I'll just live in the whale. I'll Be like Jonah. Chilling. a book about me. Chilling yeah learning some stuff
0: one day just be be better than just
2: like riding the fucking (laughs) bus home or some shit and some guy like pulls a pulls a snub nose or something like fuck this that's not no yeah i I want to fucking in the ocean some epic shit something the size of a you know a goddamn city bus that's Mm. what i want that's how i want to go that's what because that's what i think it should take.
1: Ooh! Ah, see,
2: there's where it comes from. Boom! There's where like, it comes from. I like that. You know, some shithead with a fucking with a revolver on a bus, not like, taking this, me out. No, exactly. No, not not, not that. taking not me out. No, <laughs> Been like, ready. No, I'm I'm like ready you. For the, I'm like you with the robots. Like this is what I'm ready for. This. That's
1: some shit. Because yeah. I think now, like, yeah. think about all the pussies that went out like that. Like uh, John Lennon, Gandhi. You know what I mean? That just <laughs> Went out with just a bullet. Yeah. Abraham Lincoln. I mean, the list goes on. You know, what I mean JFK. <laughs> Come on, just a bullet? Like you guys yeah. real? I mean, even if there was a couple bullets, the JFK thing, mafia might have been. I don't know. But like bullets, really? Anyone go with that? Fight Mother a agent. whale. Fight a whale. I love
0: that. I love. I love that. <laughs> All right. Well, I think like we we'll probably start wrapping up on that. But before we go, hey, I want you to let everybody know, kind of like. What you have going on? Because I know you have some, some cool stuff coming where you're going to be in the States and stuff like that and let people know where to find all that at and where to, where to get at cute. you.
2: I um, Fuck. I don't even know anymore. Uh, pre-script, we're doing an upper body intensive in San Jose at Mind Pump Studios January 15th, 16th. Um, I'm moving to Dubai the weekend after that. And I'm going to be in the UK... Speaking at PerformAx in London on the 18th and 19th of March, we're going to be in Rotherham at Ultraflex Gym with Luke Miller, No Switch Fitness for right. Hypertrophy Intensive on the 22nd, 23rd. Going to be in Bolton, just outside of Manchester, this April 2nd and April 3rd. I'm going to be in uh, Belgrade in Serbia, April 9th. Uh, back here in Toronto for May 14th. Uh, doing an upper body intensive at Pure. We're, um, uh, PSL1 is up for registration currently, closes on January 10th. Prescript Barbell course is getting relaunched um, in the next week. That'll be up for sale. That's now a nine-week course taught with me and Stu Locke. Skill acquisition is also going back up for sale early January. The Prescript Collective will be coming January 15th. Um, more information on that just keep an eye out on social media instagram's at the underscore muscle underscore doc all of the pre-script stuff is at www.pre-script.com there's more but little just leave it at that
0: yeah i'll just uh oh you know what i'll do make it easy for everybody go down to the show notes there'll be a little link tree he's good at that I'm sure it's gonna go right he's to everything that. right right to everything you, you need <laughs> all right everybody we'll just know that everybody is capable of being extreme Okay. <coughs>